اهلا بكل الذين ينضموا للاستماع الى راديو بلدي اول راديو عربي امريكي ويعنى بقضايا الهرب في المهجر. برامجنا في راديو بلدي كل يوم جمعه من الثامنه وحتى التاسعه صباحا مع ليلى الحسيني في بث حي ومباشر وعبر دبليو ان زي كي راديو 690 اي ام صباح الخير بلدي صباح الخير لكل مستمعينا. Welcome to Radio Baladi, the first Arab, Middle Eastern and American simulcast radio show. Radio Baladi is broadcast every Friday morning on WNZK 690 AM. From 8 until 9 Eastern Time on Good Morning Michigan with Layla Al Husseini. Our call in number 248-557-3300. And now, stay tuned for the best radio talk show on Arab and American issues with your host, Layla Al Husseini. <laughs> and good morning, everybody. This is Ray Hanania here at Arab Radio, the Arab Street Radio. .org. Uh, there you go. Now I can hear everything. It's like, what the heck? Too much technology. Facebook broadcasting live. Um, I'm just trying to uh, monitor Facebook so that if somebody has a question or something, I can take it. But in order to do that, I have to keep it on mute because I'm using one computer. I could use my cell phone, um, but... Uh, my iPhone really sucks. The worst technology, the Apple. Okay, I used to beat up on Steve Jobs for the selfishness that he used to do with everything, but uh, um, now it's even worse. Believe me, his company that he left is just terrible. They want to control your life. They want to do everything. They want to anticipate what you're doing, so they make judgments. They even type out... You can type, and they will correct you as you type, which I think is horrible. I don't need to be corrected as I type. I know exactly what I'm going to say. The Arab Street, it's uh, Friday, September 18th, and I am Ray Hanani, a special U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper. Um, and I'll tell you what, the Arab News newspaper has publications all over now. we got uh, uh, the Arab News in Pakistan. We have the Arab News in France. We have the Arab News in Japan. We have bureaus in uh, Dubai, Riyadh, and London. And uh, we have uh, two reporters, uh, including moi, U.S. Special Correspondent based in Chicago, and Ephraim Kosafi in, uh, was in Washington and is now in New York. He's going to be covering the United Nations General Assembly opening uh, that starts next week. I did it last year. I was there eight days. Uh, writing stories, uh, and uh, right on in the area they call the Deuce, 42nd Street and 2nd Avenue, the Deuce. They have a Showtime show called the Deuce. You should see it; it's really good. Anyway, uh, I was there uh, covering the uh, UN for a whole week, and while I was there, what do you think happens? I get Legionnaires' disease, <laughs> which is basically it. Sounds you know they should come up with a different name: Legionnaires' pneumonia. Not disease. It's not a disease. Legionnaires pneumonia. You get it's the worst case of pneumonia you can possibly get. Legionnaires, and I get it. And fortunately, it doesn't become a major news story. It's not as contagious from person to person uh, like the coronavirus. Um, but um, it's horrible. I had to go to the hospital. I had 104 fever. I was in the hospital for eight days oh my gosh and i'll tell you what the worst thing about being in the hospital is 
you don't feel uplifted that you're going to get out of the hospital. You think you're going to be in the hospital permanently, you know, when you're there. And I'm thinking, all I want to do is get out of this hospital. So I, so here's a shout out to everybody who's sitting in a hospital right now. I know how you feel. It's horrible. You got to tough it out. Um, and you will be better when you get out of the hospital. Because I wasn't better until I got out of the hospital. Um, but eight days at Legionnaire's Disease. I, I, I love New York. And I'll tell you why I love New York. New York is so cool because it's like a combination. New York City is a combination of a city like Chicago and the suburbs of Chicago all mixed into one. Very diverse. Blacks, whites, Hispanics, Arabs, everybody. You name it. They're all out there in the street. And New York is the streets in New York, okay? Even not just around 42nd Street and Times Square, but that that whole area, if you want to call it like... Uh, Chicago's uh, Michigan Avenue, North Michigan Avenue. People are out on the street until two in the morning. There's this feeling of safety, believe it or not, something you don't have in Chicago. Chicago's like a gang meeting, a street gang meeting. If you're out after six o'clock in downtown Chicago, you better be wearing armor. You better have your doors locked as you're driving through because they're going to hijack your car. It's terrible. Um, and then, of course, with all this stuff about defunding police, it's going to get worse. But that's a different topic. The topic, though, is uh, New York is phenomenal. New York is lively. New York is alive. I'll tell you what, if I had to do my life over again, I would actually move to New York and uh, live there because they have the best of both worlds, the suburbs and the urban uh, city mixed up into one, and everybody is out there. Yeah, they have crime, too. So does everybody. Everybody has crime. But I'll tell you what, you walk through Detroit in the middle of the night, and there are going to be 800 people walking around you. Um, and that city is just beautiful. Bryant Park, down the street. And I think it was like I was on 42nd Street. You walk straight down 42nd to Times Square, and you pass this beautiful park in the middle of downtown where people are sitting at chairs, having coffee, Bryant Park. It's so beautiful. I'm telling you, I want to go back there. Uh, but now we're stuck in the coronavirus, and we're in the middle of a battle between these politicians who think that, uh, you know, they uh, uh, you should or shouldn't wear a face mask. Listen, people, if you're outside, wear a stupid face mask, okay? Well, don't argue about it. And let, them, let people take your temperature and use the UV light. Even if you don't think the UV light is going to work, what's the difference? How could it hurt by doing it? And maintain social distancing. You know, don't get in anybody's face. Uh, that's the big problem. You know, out in Orland Park, where I live, they had 800 people at one of these little uh, uh, kids' places, a sky zone. They're only supposed to have, like, what, I think 250? They had 800 people in it. They went berserk, the kids. And they were rampaging all over the mall over there out in Orland Park. It was really scary. You're listening to the police scanner. And then you got a goofball mayor in Orland Park, this guy Keith Peacow. He's nuts. Um, he's telling everybody, don't listen to everything on social media. You know, and you have no idea what he's talking about because all he cares about is himself. Um, and I'm not sure if that's like every politician. But uh, not all of them. Some of them do. But he's like the worst. 
the absolute worst. And uh, I don't think he's going to get reelected. I think he, you know, in the spring, he's out on his ass, which will be nice because he's just destroyed Orland Park. It's not a good place uh, because of him and his lies and all his stuff. But today's topic, uh, we're going to, and by the way, I should continue the introduction. Um, the Arab Street Radio and Podcast is part of the U.S. Arab Radio Network, hosted by Layla El Husseini. There's only one Arab radio station in the whole country, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern in Detroit, 7 a.m. in Chicago, 3 p.m. in Occupied Jerusalem, um, and that's uh, Layla's U.S. Arab Radio Network. It's the only radio station in the country, and she's been doing it for, I think, 12 years. I don't know how long. She's been doing it forever. Now, they're little... Uh, uh, Bursts of radio shows. There's like half hour radio shows, um, but nothing once a week. Um, but nothing significant because I tell you what, it's like a newspaper. You can publish a newspaper inconsistently if you want. I don't know if you call that a newspaper, or you publish it and you have a deadline and it's out every day on a certain time, like this uh, U.S. Arab Radio. That's a real radio station. It's there every morning in Detroit at 8 a.m., Chicago, 7 a.m. You can listen to it online. Uh, we broadcast this uh, on Facebook now through Zoom. There's actually a Zoom link, and uh, I have this webinar system, uh, which is just a big waste of money. All these companies, you know, it's like I'm, I'm really hating on technology because, you know, what the... The cable company, Xfinity, is driving me nuts. I mean, they cost practically $300 a month for a couple, what, four TVs? And you get two uh, premium channels, Showtime and HBO. And now every well, everything is going separate. So you have uh, the Peacock channel, which is NBC. They want their own channel. You have uh, the History channel. You have a FX channel. And in order to get these... To see the new stuff, you got to buy them. Everybody wants a subscription. Everybody wants a monthly subscription from you. Um, so you have Amazon Prime, you have Hulu, you have Netflix, you have Disney Plus. Disney Plus is the worst, okay? Because I've seen every Disney movie, and I used to have them all on uh, video cassette, which I miss video cassette because it was just phenomenal habit. Um, but uh, it's just crap. I mean, they're just, they. if you're going to be out there, you got to be good. And the problem with Amazon Prime, the problem with Hulu, the problem with uh, Netflix, Netflix not so much because they've been doing it for a long time. They're basically an independent cable TV channel. Um, but Amazon Prime is just one big conglomerate, and they may produce one good program every six months. So you're paying for, you want to see a show? Uh, like The Handmaid's Tale, um, you got to subscribe to the uh, system. Um, and I'll tell you what, it's just not fair. There's got to be a new way. We got The politicians should jump all over that cable because this is like the wild, wild west today. Everybody's just doing whatever they want and they don't care. And, you know, I'll tell you what, the ideal situation, I was thinking about it the other day. I cut my own deal with... Uh, the top five news channels, okay, in Chicago, that's CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox News, and WGN. Okay, you could have deal with them. And then 
you tell people um, you pay eight dollars for this to watch all of these TV stations, and then you can subscribe to all the others. So you pay eight dollars for uh, uh, the mainstream uh, news stations, and then if you want to pay uh, twelve bucks for uh, Netflix, you want to pay uh, ten bucks or eleven bucks for Amazon Prime. Check, add that on there. You'll still be under a hundred dollars. You won't be paying three hundred dollars for cable and then all this other stuff. So yeah, these are the things that bother me. Okay, because you know, being Arab American is exactly that American. I got to live in a world where everybody else lives and face the same problems that everybody else faces. Of course, being an Arab, we got this extra burden of uh, you know, people don't like us. And it's different from being African-American. There are a lot of people, yeah, black lives matter, uh, but so do white lives. They matter too. And so do Arab lives and so do Hispanic lives and Muslim lives and Jewish lives and Christian lives. And by the way, today I think is Rosh Hashanah. So happy new year to the Jewish people who are out there. I hope you have a blessed new year. Um, all lives matter. And the fact that if you say that, they say you're a racist. I'm not a racist, okay? I'm the victim of racism a lot of times. People look at me, they go, what are you, Hispanic? What are you, Italian? What are you, black? You know, white people think I'm black. Black people think I'm white. Um, and when they figure out I'm Arab, it's even worse. So I go, yeah, I'm whatever you think I am because that'll be acceptable. Um, but Arabs have a tough time in this country unless you can merge in and blend in and uh, not be seen, quote unquote, um, then it might be a little better. But for most of us, um, Arabs have a tough time. And uh, we're no different than anybody else. We served in the military. We're American. We fight for this country. We do a lot for this country. Um, I don't uh, uh, see this country doing a lot for us except putting us, and it's mainly the news media. You know, I was in the news media, active, City Hall reporter for almost 20 years back in the uh, 80s, the late 70s, 80s, and early 90s. I love covering City, City Hall. I'd write five stories a day. It was fine back then. There, the media was much more professional. Today, the media are flax, you know, for political agendas. Um, most of the media is left-wing. They, you know, and it's not that I'm saying Trump is a good guy. The guy has terrible policies. Politics is relative. There's nobody that's a good guy in politics. Biden, I think, is a little better than Trump. I'm not sure Kamala Harris is horrible, far worse than Trump. Mike Pence is, I don't even know what he is because I don't hear anything. I think he just happens to be a, a seat warmer. Um, he's just sitting there. If Trump were smart, he'd get a new vice president. Because um, this happy talk, uh, doing nothing stuff like just doesn't work. Doesn't work for me. So um, it, it's horrible. So we get beat up as Arabs by everybody. So that's why an Arab radio show is so important. That's why you got to listen if you're Arab American. But see, the, and this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to take a break in a few minutes, but this is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, this UAE Bahrain deal with Israel. You know, the Palestinians are all upset. They're, they've gone berserk, you know. And of course, we've been berserk. I'm Palestinian. Um, we like to yell and scream. We like to get emotional. We like to uh, denounce people. We like to attack people. The only people we live, uh, we like, are the ones who embrace us attacking other people. Um, then we're okay. 
Um, but that's not good enough. The fact is the Palestinians can't just sit there screaming and yelling. And the reason, why do they scream and yelling? Why do they scream and yell? Because they have bad leaders. And why do they have bad leaders? Because the activists are crazy. The activists are extremists. They're fanatics. They're off the deep end. Because what they do is they beat you up if you're a moderate. If you want to compromise, you want to, do, you want to be smart, you want to be reasoned, you want to apply common sense, they will beat you up. And uh, they do a good job beating up their own people. Um, but they're terrible at, quote, unquote, beating up the Israelis. You want to stand up to the Israelis? Go ahead, stand up to the Israelis. But half the time they can't because they're so emotional and they're so angry. Um, and that emotion and anger feeds the community, which becomes emotional and angry. And that emotional and angry is uh, spins itself out of control into a perception of hatred and racism and stereotypes. So we suddenly look to the average person out there like we're nuts because we're the ones screaming into the microphone. Not me. I'm not screaming. I'm a nice guy. I'm Ray Hanania. You are listening to the Arab Street Radio here at WNZK AM. 690 Radio. We're broadcasting live on Facebook, on my Facebook page at RG Hanania. Maybe I should set up a Facebook page for this website because I, I only the I have like 5,000 ghosts that are friends of mine on Facebook. I got to change that. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue the discussion. If you want to call, the number is 248-557-3300. Or if you want to ask a question, I am trying to uh, change that. Listen anyway, we're to uh, we Melissa Hassan Fayed. It's good to see you. Now, where is this? I have to put the volume down so I can. Wa- oh, there you go. One little thing of technology. Um, so, if you have a question, you go to Facebook at RG Hanania on Facebook, and I will answer your question if you don't want to call 248 557 3300. This is Ray Hanania at the Arab Street Radio. I will be right back right after these messages. Ziad Brand. Quality products from our family to yours. Ziad Brothers Importing offers the finest quality products, including brands like Sultan, Kraft, Nestle, Hook, Rico Picon, Donna, and many more. Ask your retailer to carry these fine products because you deserve the very best. For more information, visit our website at www.ziad.com. That's www.ziad.com. Ziad, quality products from our family to yours. Are you going to start a restaurant or grocery store soon? Do you need floor plans and designs? Call Naji Aboud at 734-744-9796. Do you want to buy kitchen and restaurant equipment at discount prices? Call Najee Aboud now, 734-744-9796. New concept products and design, the trademark of kitchen equipment. 5% discount on all purchases of $75,000 or more. New concept products and design, new location, 31185 Schoolcraft in Livonia. Learn more at www.newconceptproducts.com. Call Najee Aboud, 734-744-9796. Kashat's Mediterranean Market and Shish Kebab offers a great array of your favorite Mediterranean meals. Meals range from lamb specialties, shawarma sandwiches, seafood dinners, and they offer special big trays of your favorite food, plus much more. 
Gershot's Mediterranean Market and Shish Kebab address is 32839 Northwestern Highway in Farmington Hills. Their phone number is 248-538-9552. That number again is 248-538-9552, and the supermarket is open from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Kashat's Mediterranean Market and Shish Kebab will definitely leave you satisfied. And welcome back to the Arab Street Radio. I'm Ray Hanania. It is September 18th and Friday, Rosh Hashanah for Jewish people. So happy uh, Jewish New Year. Um, they got their act together, don't they? The Israelis and the Jewish people. Well, you know, they got a lot of diversity too. Uh, Trump thinks that he's going to get a big bump out of this UAE Bahrain peace deal, but no, nah, it's not going to happen. He's talking about all this Nobel Peace Prize, and I'm thinking, okay, that bluster is really kind of stupid. Quit acting like an idiot, President Trump. Be smart. I mean, he had such an opportunity to change this country, and he seemed to start out okay, but I guess power goes to your head, and uh, you quickly lose control. Um, I, I think he would have been better if he would have just stayed as a reality TV show host president uh, rather than thinking that he was smarter than everybody else. But he's probably very defensive. He doesn't like to be criticized. And his staff, you know, they're okay. They're not too bad. I met Jared Kushner, smart guy, but um, he doesn't like Arabs. I'm going to tell you what, he, he says he likes us, but uh, when I went to Bahrain, I had to force myself to get him to acknowledge me at a press conference. He was surrounded by Israeli journalists. He, it was all set up. You know, he did everything. He set it all up, surrounded by Israeli journalists. And I and he goes, oh, why aren't the Palestinians here? I said, hey, Mr. Kushner, I'm Palestinian. I'm here. Why don't we talk about reality? I have some questions. And I embarrassed him in front of all the journalists and people who were watching. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let this. Uh, I want to hear what he has to say. So I did get to ask some questions and I wrote some stories about it. Um, but we have to fight our way. Um, I didn't want to be like the rest of the Palestinians who said, well, I'm not going to the Bahrain peace to prosperity conference because i don't like it you don't like it um yeah if i had said i didn't like it if he didn't pick on me i would have just walked away i never would have got to confront him and ask him any questions that's what i think the palestinians need to do be there you don't have to like what's going on but you got to be there that's why you're our leaders you should be at that peace to prosperity conference you should be at the white house when president trump unveils his uh what uh, Israel, uh, Israeli Prime Minister, who I consider a war criminal, Benjamin Netanyahu, um, claims is the deal of the century. It's not the deal of the century. That's his spin, because the Israelis are smart. They know how to spin things. They know public relations. They understand perception. They know communications. We don't. What Arabs know is emotion, anger, uh, name-calling, uh, denouncing, rejection, the word no is like the, you put it in the dictionary, it should have a picture of an Arab next to it. No, 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 no. Because that's all we do. We don't say yes. We never say, hey, uh, I like the idea, but I want to change it. We should have been at the White House and we should have said, you know what, this is not a plan. Uh, we should have been there in front with Netanyahu and Trump saying, this isn't a plan. This is a terrible plan. This is uh, apartheid. You know, this is the uh, formalization of apartheid. Why didn't we say that? No, instead, we said, we're not going to go there. We don't like this peace plan. Then we hold a press conference that nobody covers. 
And uh, we start yelling and screaming about how, oh, the Israelis are this, the Israelis are that. Um, we even don't even address the issues anymore. We're terrible leaders. You know, and it's my fault. I could have been a doctor. You know, but I'm sitting in the military during the Vietnam War. I'm in this, uh, my uh, house and, and off base. And I'm sitting there watching TV. It turned out that the Arab-Israeli 73 war started. And I'm watching this Israeli and this uh, Arab, I think he may have been Palestinian, arguing on a national debate show. And the Israeli looked American, sounded American, dressed American. He didn't just speak English, he spoke American. Baseball American. This guy was so in tune. The Israeli spokesperson, he was a mirror of the Americans who were watching that show. When Americans would watch that debate, they'd see the Israeli and they'd see themselves in him because he presented himself as them. And you got to think, folks, uh, because that's exactly what uh, success is all about, being strategic and shucking away all of the emotion, push it to the side, get it out of the way. Um, and he spoke and he said all kinds of lies. And I'm watching him, I'm going, this guy looks more American than anybody, than most Americans I know. And I was in the military and he's saying all these lies. And then the Arab guy gets up and he's, okay, He's ha he doesn't even look good. He's half shaven. He's not, he doesn't look American. He has the worst accent I've ever had heard um he looks kind of sinister he's very dark he didn't look anything like the people who were looking at him do you understand what i'm saying you want to win somebody over you got to be them you want to win the audience you got to be the audience being the audience means you got to look like the audience you got to sound like the audience you got to think like the audience and you have to speak like the audience if you can't do that you're going to lose i don't care what your cause is so for the Arabs, they have a great cause. And you know that old saying, we Arabs have a great cause but lousy lawyers. And the Israelis have a lousy cause but great lawyers. That's exactly what this is about. This is about Palestinians not understanding how to present themselves, how to negotiate. All we know how to do is scream and yell. And I'm telling you, I'm tired of that. And this was back in 1973. When I'm in the military, I could see it. I could see right away why the Arabs were losing because they don't know how to talk. They don't know how to make allies. They don't know how to win arguments. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to do perception. They don't know how to spin. They think, oh, it's all about the truth, and I'm going to throw the truth in your face even if it hurts. And if you don't believe it, then you're going to go to hell. And I go, okay, and then they walk away. Losers. Losers. Big losers. 1973. So I'm watching that show and I said to myself, all right, I spent two years in college and pre-med. When I get out of the military, I'm going to go back into college. I'm going to go into political science and communications. Because I said, you know what? I'm going to be a journalist, even though I was uh, flunking English composition. And I said, I'm going to change the world. Hey, Jim Smith, how are you? I am. Oh, my uh, cousin, my aunt, Sonia. We love you, Sonia. I'm just looking at the list of people that are uh, joining on Facebook. Layla, nice to see you also, or he, or see your name there anyway. Um, so I decided I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a journalist because 
I'm going to help change things. What I didn't realize was that just be, being a journalist wasn't enough because our community doesn't understand the importance of journalism. So I become a journalist, and the first thing that happens is the Arab community gets mad at me because I'm writing stories about factual things that they don't like, and they're not used to the truth. They're used to being told lies in the Arab world. They want to be lied to. They live in these Arab countries where they're lied to by their leaders because they want to be lied to. It's not that the leaders are lying to them. It's they want to be lied to. The Palestinians want to be lied to. We want to be told that we're right We want, and everything is hunky-dory. And we'd rather live in suffering thinking that we're right than finding a way to compromise and achieving our state. That's the fact. And we don't like the truth. The truth is we don't like the truth. There's this old wives' tale that if you have a disabled child in the Arab community, this is true, and, and Arabs will deny it, but I know it's true because I've been to Arab homes. And when they have a disabled child, they put that child in the basement. They want to hide the child because there's an old wives' tale that goes back to the medieval times, to the Ottoman Empire, all that time, that if a pregnant woman were to see a disabled child it would create a uh, problem with their birth. So there, in the Arab community, we hide our disabilities. We, and that extends to everything. We hide our faults. We don't show the dirty laundry. We don't admit to mistakes. We don't acknowledge our faults. You know, the first step to success in the world, first step, number one step, okay? Write this down before you can do anything else you want to do. But the number one step is, you need to acknowledge your failures. You need to acknowledge how you failed. You need to acknowledge why you failed. You need to acknowledge your mistakes. You need to acknowledge why you're deficient. You need to know the truth about yourself before you can tell other people the truth about issues. But we don't want to do that. We don't want to acknowledge our faults. We don't want to acknowledge what we do wrong. What we do want to do is be victims, because it's easy to be the victim. When you're the victim, you can sit there and cry, and, and there's more than enough suffering. And this isn't a defense of Israel, by the way. I'm not defending Israel's government. Um, I'm not attacking Jews either. I'm talking about politics, governments. Israel's government is the worst. Rabin was the closest thing to a great Israeli leader we ever had, and he was a terrible general. He brutalized the Palestinians during the occupation. His policy was to break their arms, and that's what he did. But then he came around and he changed. And that's why the Israelis killed him. The Israelis killed him because they didn't want him. Because they understand, they love the dynamic where they get everything they want because the Palestinians and the Arabs are emotional and angry and we can't organize anything. Um, it's at the bottom of the half hour. We've got to take another break, but you're listening to the Arab Street Radio. I'm Ray Hanania, broadcasting. I'm in my office in Chicago. I could show you everything. Let's see. Stage right. Okay, this is the big microphone. Uh, there's my book. Okay, right there. I got my book. I'm glad I look like a terrorist. Political spin. It got a lot of Arabs mad because they go, we don't, we're not terrorists. I said, you guys don't understand anything. Don't talk for us if you don't understand anything, really, because Americans don't want to hear your crap. They don't, believe me. Anyway, it's Friday, September 18th. I'm Ray Hanania. We're going to take a break, and we're going to be right back. 
right after these messages. Life is a nonprofit charity that's provided humanitarian aid and development to people and communities for over 25 years, regardless of race, color, religion, or cultural background. When disaster occurs here or around the world, Life for Relief and Development rushes in to provide food, medical aid, and shelter to those in need. Please help improve these efforts. Make your tax-deductible donation to Life now at lifeusa.org or call 248-424-7493. الأكل الشامي الأصيل فقط بدمسكوزين زروهم على 28841 أرشد لك بفارمينغتون هيلز ولطلباتكم اتصلوا على 248-987-4609 That's 248-987-4609 دمسكوزين and catering جبنالكم الشام لعندكم When it comes to reproductive medicine, IVF Michigan Fertility Centers are the recognized leaders. With locations in Bloomfield Hills and five other cities in Michigan and Ohio, IVF has experts in all aspects of the field. As a founding member of IVF Michigan Fertility Centers, Dr. Nicholas Shama is one of the leading reproductive endocrinologists in Michigan and Ohio. Dr. Shama has performed over 10,000 IVF cases and has helped thousands of couples fulfill their dreams of parenthood. American board certified in both obstetrics and gynecology and reproductive endocrinology and infertility, Dr. Nicholas Shama is a very caring, compassionate, expert physician that understands not only the medical but also the emotional toil of infertility on his patients. When it's time, get personalized care from Dr. Nicholas Shama at IVF Michigan Fertility Centers in Michigan and Ohio. Call toll-free 855-952-9600, And welcome back to the Herb Street Radio. I'm just uh, sending an uh, email to one of my editors in Dubai, Arkan, a great guy. This guy's one of the, he's Iraqi, he's phenomenal. When I was in Dubai, he took me out to this uh, Iraqi restaurant where they were cooking fish around this big fire. It was phenomenal. Best food I'd ever eaten. I'd never eaten it before. So uh, let me send this to... Uh, our kind of Jonathan Lesware, who is also our political editor. We're going to be uh, broadcasting here. The Arab News is going to do an election special. Uh, every. It looks like it's going to be every Wednesday morning. But as soon as we confirm that, I'll make sure that you get the information so you can watch this program. Um, and we're going to talk about Arab-American issues in the U.S. We're going to talk about the issues that the news media ignores and they ignore it because we make it easy for them to ignore it. So all our problems start with us. All our problems start with ourselves. Right? You get that. If you don't take the initiative, and, and if you want to keep yelling and screaming at the TV or the newspaper, or you want to be mad uh, 
you know, because you don't like something that I say, you know, or something that someone else say, you can, you can do that. It's okay. You know, you're not going to get anywhere. Nothing's going to change. You're going to continue to have problems. Um, or you can make a difference. And the way to do that, and this is my opinion um, on our topic today, um, if I were the Palestinian leader, I would have been at the White House. I would have been at Bahrain. I would have even been at the, the uh, when they announced the quote-unquote deal of the century, I would have also been at this White House deal with the UAE and uh, with Bahrain. And I would have stood up and said, listen, uh, you can't, this isn't going to achieve anything unless the Israelis are ready to recognize the rights of Palestinians. And you need to come across like an intelligent person, not like a screaming banshee, upset, angry, and mad, um, because that's the way we sound. So we sit on the sidelines like we're out in the, you know, the the baseball, you know, uh, uh, sidelines and, and we're at behind first base yelling and screaming at the batter. Why are you doing well? But that doesn't help. That does nothing. That does nothing for the cause, but it does make you feel good. And that's a selfish way to do stuff. 248-557-3300 is our phone number. Um, if you want to call in or you can ask a question on Facebook on uh, RG Hanania. That's my Facebook page. And I know I'm up there at 5,000. I got to, maybe I got to set up a page for the radio show. Or maybe next time uh, when we work this thing out with the Arab News, um, we'll broadcast live on an Arab News Facebook page. Maybe that's what we'll do. And uh, someone that will be helping me is great writer uh, Ephraim Kosafi, in, who is in New York. Uh, we'll have him on the show talking about politics because the two of us are going to be covering elections the big election in the arab community this year is in california in the 50th district that's amar campa najar he's palestinian mexican his uh father was palestinian his mother was mexican-american and uh he's a democrat running in that district against daryl isa a syrian lebanese american who is uh, a republican um, I know you've heard about Rashida Tlaib and you've heard about uh, Ilhan Omar Tlaib in Michigan and uh, Omar in Minnesota. They won their primaries in heavily Democratic districts, so there's no way they're going to lose on November 3rd, Tuesday, during the general election. Those races are decided. Rashida's going to be uh, in her second term as Congresswoman, and I applaud her. I wish her well. We didn't get along, but I think she unblocked me. Uh, you know, she had me blocked on her social media uh, because there's what Arabs do, right? We get angry. Uh, but she unblocked me. So now I can see what she's doing and uh, cover her, you know, and help her get some publicity if she were smart. But she's surrounded by a lot of fanatics. Some of these people, they, they know nothing about communications. And, you know, it's just very depressing for me because I've been in this now for 45 years. I know exactly what needs to be done. But the Arabs don't want to do it because the leaders, once we have peace, you know who's going to be out of a job? The activists. The first in line are going to be the Palestinian and the Arab activists. They're going to be the first people to lose their jobs. Because once we have peace, nobody will listen to them because they're not smart enough 
to have any businesses that we'd want to have anything to do with. Right now, the only reason we follow them is because we're angry because there's no peace. We're angry because there's no Palestinian state. So uh, we listen to their uh, emotion-driven, stupid arguments to make us feel good. And they use that to make themselves look like leaders. But they're not leaders. They're losers. They're losers. They do a terrible job. There are only very few people in this country who are good leaders. I like Jim Zogby. I think Jim Zogby is a good organizer. Um, but he can only go far as the community will allow him to go. I think that uh, ADC, I was there when we founded ADC here in Chicago. I was at the first meeting. Yeah, with all of them. With uh, Senator Abarizic and uh, Ayub Talhami. I was there. And uh, we launched ADC. I was part of it. And I helped them. And I was on the Chicago ADC board. And then the fanatics took it over. And, you know, they don't, and of course they don't like me because the reason they don't like me is because being a journalist, my views are out there. I put them out there. I don't lie behind your back. I write a column and I tell you exactly what I think. And you can see what I think. And uh, you can have uh, an understanding of my opinion. And that makes me an easy target in the Arab community because a lot of these other people are just liars. They don't say what they think. Um, and they sit there and they kind of pal around, pat each other on the back and say, yes, we're going to win. We're going to have Palestine someday in our dreams. But until then, at least we're in charge because that's the way they are. It's a horrible experience. Um, so they attacked me and I left. I, I was on the ADC in Chicago for, I don't know, about 20 years. And then I served one year on the national board and I realized how screwed up Arab American politics was when I saw how the national board was handicapped by the fanatics who had us in a chokehold. You could not do anything because as soon as somebody would scream that you're a traitor to Palestine, the the rest of the community would rise up ignorantly, not knowing any of the facts, and start screaming with them because it's emotion. They're they're good at uh, you know uh, rackling, you know, raising the the anger of uh, the community and getting them upset. And that's what we are good at as a community. And I know some of you people out there, I'm not going to say your names. I know you're good people. You want to do something, but you don't know how. And you're afraid to challenge the status quo. You're afraid to challenge the leaders. I'm telling you, it's on your shoulders. You're the one that's the problem. The good people out there, the moderates, the smart ones, that know that the only way out of this problem is to compromise and finally have both sides instead of hating each other, because hating each other benefits Israel. As long as we hate each other and there's a conflict, Israel is always going to survive, and they're going to be an occupier, and they're going to be overseeing an apartheid system of racism, discriminating against people because of religion. Because when you're Christian and Muslim in Israel, and the Americans, you know, I think they know it in the back of their heads, but they're not going to say nothing because when they do, they're going to be called anti-Semitic and there's going to be no intelligent group that will defend them. Congressman Moran from Virginia told me that one time. He goes, you know, I used to champion the Arab cause, but uh, there was nobody that had my back in the in the Palestinian community. He told me that. I remember. And uh, that's the problem because when you stand up and do the right thing, the community is so afraid They're afraid of the extremists. They allow the extremists to bulldoze them. And that's wrong. That's a shame. 
and that needs to change. That's the kind of thing that we have to do. If you want to call in or if you have a question, go ahead and post it on Facebook. And because uh, we've got a lot of people on Facebook, and I appreciate you watching. At least, uh, hopefully, you're listening to me, um, and you're watching me drink uh, Diet Coke. I had cancer two years ago, and uh, I got over it. Uh, you should have seen the emails I got from people. Hope you die. Some of the worst. Some of the worst emails. And I've always the one good thing about being a journalist, even though it just showed me how much of a failure the Arab and Palestinian community is in the United States and probably all over the world, um, understanding journalism communication. The one thing I understood is that the more the people hate you, the more powerful and influential you are. Uh, because for every one person that hates you, there are 100 people that are silent, that love you, that won't, that are afraid to say something because the haters are 100 times louder and meaner than the people who like you. So the people who like you are quiet, the moderates. And, you know, by the way, I think, uh, I don't know if you all remember Mansour Tadros who passed away in uh, March. He was the publisher of the Future News. Um, I believe this weekend at St. Michael's in Orland Park, they're going to have a service for him. And his son, Fatty, set up a uh, foundation for him where they're going to donate money to help people, uh, young Arabs, uh, get through college. There's somebody doing something positive right um and he's not screaming about anything and uh he's doing the right thing and in his father's name because uh, Mansoor was a great guy Mansoor was moderate like me Mansoor and I used to get together all the time and talk about how crazy our community was and what could we do about it and sadly there's nothing we can do about it we're stuck in a rut because our leaders suck Saab Arakat, I know Saab Arakat. And I'm sure that, yeah, he suffered and his family suffers. And there's one of his relatives, the Israelis had his body for 87 days and they won't release it. Uh, he died or was killed. He was assassinated, one of his relatives. Um, and that's a horrible thing. But he can't get over his emotions. I was at the UN last year and every delegation, you know, the Israeli delegation was hunting me down. They sent out people to find me, to spin me, to give me stories, to talk to me. The Arab delegations, on the other hand, they were like cowering like they were afraid. And when Abbas and Saab Arakat walked past, there was a small media gathering. Most of the media realized that they weren't going to waste their time on the Palestinians. But I'm Palestinian. I'm going, hey, Saab, President Abbas, come over here and talk. Tell us what you're doing. I want to write a story about it. They looked at me with fear in their eyes because they're incompetent. And we want to be told that that's competence, to have somebody like Saab Arakat, that that's competent. It's not competent. You're not sitting there and, you know, wallowing in your suffering is not leadership. And when you're a leader, you have a responsibility to stand up, even when you're suffering, and be a freaking leader. And if you can't be a leader, then get aside. But I remember I met Saab in Jericho when I was president of the Palestinian American Congress. And the first thing he said to me was, we don't need you uh, American Palestinians telling us what to do. And I go, oh, yeah, great attitude from a guy who uh, says that the poor Palestinians are a diaspora all over the place. This is about your power, isn't it? It's not about the Palestinian people. All you care about is power. So Saab Arakat and I never got along. 
because we got in a big fight because he said he didn't think that the Palestinian Americans were worth anything. Our voices were worthless. That's what he said to me. And I'll never forget that. And it's 47 after the hour, so let's take another break. I'm Ray Hiddenia here for Friday, September 18th. You know what? Live and learn. Listen to this program and learn something. You want to make a difference? Seriously, stop and look at yourself. Doing the same thing for 72 years. We've been doing this forever, almost 73 years. Stop doing the same thing. Do something different. And you know what that difference is? Stop whining. Stop complaining. Stop screaming. Stop denouncing the other side. Uh, stop wallowing in suffering and find a strategy. Be there. Be at the table even when you don't agree with what's being done. Okay? Quit worrying about how you look. Be there. It, it, and it doesn't matter whether it's Trump or Biden. You think any of those people are going to treat us any differently you're nuts. I'm Ray Hanania here at the Arab Street Radio and Podcast. Broadcast from Detroit, Michigan through 690 AM WNZK Radio, September 18th, Friday. We're going to be right back right after these messages. At Top Rehab Physical Therapy Clinic in Dearborn, we provide effective physical therapy sessions in order to limit pain and discomfort. Top Rehab provides physical therapy care for any diagnosis prescribed by a physician, and we regularly see and treat conditions such as stroke, TMJ, fibromyalgia, sciatica, joint pain, and more. We use a variety of pain management methods, including modalities, soft tissue mobilization, and therapeutic exercise. If you're in need of physical rehabilitation or physical therapy get the highest quality health care at top rehab most insurance is accepted and we're open monday wednesday and friday eight to six tuesday and thursday eight to five and saturday ten till two call for an appointment today at 313-846-0555 that's 313-846-0555 choose top rehab physical therapy clinic on michigan avenue in dearborn life's too short to be in pain when you're looking for the best in optical care, Dr. Imad Nakash is your doctor to see. With years of experience and thousands of successful procedures performed, you can trust your eyes to Dr. Imad Nakash. See Dr. Imad Nakash and his professional staff for your eye care needs. There's two locations to serve you. In Hazel Park, call 248-336-3937. 248-336-3937. In Rochester Hills, call 248-299-3937. That's 248 248- Two nine nine three nine three seven. Get ready for an amazing experience at Ishtar Restaurant on 15 Mile Road in Sterling Heights. Enjoy excellent hospitality from owners Ali al-Baghdadi and Fatty Bottom serving the best in Mediterranean food. Try Chef Ali al-Baghdadi's famous shawarma, the best Iraqi grills and food, and the best Arabic and international dishes. Dine in our authentic atmosphere or take out. Call 586-698-2585 or check us out on Facebook. Ishtar Restaurant practices all CDC guidelines and is open every day, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Have an amazing experience today at Ishtar Restaurant, 3625 15 Mile Road, Sterling Heights. And welcome back to the Arab Street Radio and Podcast. I'm Ray Hanania, broadcasting from Chicago through WNZK AM 690 Radio, located in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, the radio station is pretty big. They broadcast all over. In Michigan, Toledo, Ohio, Windsor, Canada, 
Um, they're from on from 8 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday Eastern Time, 7 to 8 a.m. in Chicago, 3 to 4 p.m. in Occupied Jerusalem. Um, and uh, also now from 5 to 6 p.m. Um, and I, I think that's 5 to 6 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. i got to talk with Layla and find out. And if you go to ArabRadio.us, you can get all the information about her radio show. Because i tell you what she does. I'm only a part of it. I do it like normally I do uh, the second Friday of every month uh, in the morning. I used to do it every week for her. But, you know, after a while you get really tired of trying to talk to the Arab American community um, about issues. Because they don't want to listen. Like I said, they're very emotional. It's kind of sad. You know, maybe make some hummus and tabbouleh and uh, water kawali, stuffed grape leaves, and maybe you'll get their attention or mensive. Um, but uh, Layla has been doing a lot of stuff at arabradio.us is her website. Um, so you can get all the information you can. And uh, eventually we're going to announce uh, a special election show. Um, Ifram uh, Kosfi, who is based in New York, will join me. I think on the first show. I'm not sure exactly when we'll start, but uh, you watch on this Facebook page on RG Hanania, or you visit my websites at Hanania.com, SuburbanChicagoLand.com, or TheArabDailyNews.com, and I'll have information over there or follow us on Twitter. I mean, all over. Just type Ray Hanania. You'll find me somewhere on social media, someplace. I'm all over the place. Um, but it all tunes back to here. It all kind of focuses here. So this is what you're going to be, you know, at. And uh, I give her credit then uh, for expanding her show because it is the only Arab radio show. Uh, Detroit isn't the largest Arab community, but they have a big one uh, in, in the largest in the Midwest. And uh, we're going to be talking about politics. Uh, we'll have some guests from the uh, Arab News newspaper, um, their website is ArabNews.com. And remember, um, uh, they have a bureau and a paper in Pakistan, published in Urdu. They have a paper in France, published in French. I love to see my columns in French. <laughs> All right? Because I can read French a little. And uh, they also have it in Japan, uh, an Arab News uh, edition in Japan in Japanese. They have their bureau in Dubai, where my buddy Arkan, the deputy executive editor, is located. And Jonathan Lesware, I think, you know, I'm not sure if Jonathan is in uh, Riyadh or London. And uh, Sharif Nashibi, who is uh, our editor in London, the editor I work with directly most of the time. He's in our London bureau, which is a big bureau. And uh, we're just starting to build up the U.S., uh, me in Chicago and Ephraim in New York. And we may have a few more people coming on board. But we're going to look at all the elections in, in the United States, focusing on congressional districts. And we'll look at the Biden and Trump race. And I know that in the Middle East, I know that uh, Trump is going to get a big boost um, in the Middle East. But I'm telling you right now, he's going to get zilch in terms of votes for the UAE-Bahrain deal with Israel. It's not going to get him any votes. It's not viewed as the same way as uh, when Clinton, you know, tried to bring uh, Palestinians and Israelis together. Bringing Palestinians and Israelis together will get you votes, even if it doesn't work. It will get you votes. 
Um, you know, bringing the rest of the Arab world and Israel together, that's good in the Middle East, that's good in the Arab world, that's good in Israel, but it's not going to change anything. And I've talked to a lot of people um, about that, Jews and Arabs, and they all agree that uh, this will not give Trump any positive votes whatsoever. All it's going to do is just, uh, he's going to trump it up like, you know, to justify a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. Um, but it ain't going to happen. It, it's not going to happen. It's not going to get him any votes. Um, and the truth is that, you know, the rest of the Arab world and the Palestinians don't see it, you know, through their anger and their emotion. But the rest of the Arab world is starting to move on without them. And it's partly their fault. Oh, yeah, I'm the victim. How is it my fault? It's your fault because your leaders suck. And your leaders aren't doing their job. And your leaders don't know how to lead. Your activists are terrible. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're embarrassing. It's embarrassing how horrible Arab activism is in this country. Muslim activism, on the other hand, is different. That's because the majority of Muslims in the United States, 76% of them are non-Arab. Only about 24% of Muslims in the United States are Arab. And that's why the uh, Muslim activists are very successful care very effective, very effective organization. Um, and they have several other organizations out there. I could name them all. Um, and uh, unfortunately, there's no Christian Arab organization uh, because every time you say you're Christian, Arab activists get mad and say, we're not Christian and Muslim. We're all Arab. I go, okay, but we're Muslim. That's okay. We're Arab. That's okay, but we can't say we're Christian Arab. You should see the arguments I get in with people. Um, that's one reason why I decided not to uh, stay for a second term when I was president of the Palestinian, the National Palestinian American Congress. I was tired of them telling me, quit telling people you're Christian Arab. They didn't want me to do that because there were some extremists, religious extremists, who didn't like it, who didn't think that uh, Christians were anything. And the attitude was... Let's not feed the anger of the extremists. Let's not confront them. Let's let them do whatever they want to do. Meanwhile, we do nothing as moderates, and the extremists are the only ones out there doing stuff. Anyway, I enjoyed uh, yapping for an hour. That's what I love to do. I talk, um, and I have a lot of fun. I remember doing this at WLS for 10 years on Saturday for five hours and Sunday for five hours. I could talk five hours about issues. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I want to thank everybody for uh, joining me on Facebook. Um, the technology, we are getting it down. This time we did not have any technical issues. Mike, thank you so much um, for all the work you do. Mike in uh, Detroit at WNZK AM 690 does a great job producing the show. Um, I'm sure the FBI grabs him and says, tell us about this Ray Hanania dude. And that's the problem with the FBI. They're focused on the wrong people. Why they wasted their money investigating me. Anyway, it's the end of the show. I want to say thank you, everybody. We'll have this radio show podcast uh, probably later today with last week's radio show. We'll have that podcast also. And uh, watch uh, my Facebook page for an announcement about a show uh, on politics uh, co-sponsored by the Arab News newspaper. I'm Ray Hanania. Have a great week. We will talk to you again 
very soon. Bye-bye, everybody.